This is the only profession where we openly invite people to come and critique every little piece of our work. And it really makes me mad. And they're always fucking assholes. They are. It's not the only because they're singer songwriters, actors. Yeah, but there's not a platform out there called Good Sings. (laughs) (laughs) Or Good Songs even. Yes. (laughs) Nobody's like... Hey, I just put this song out there and I really want to hear every single detail about what you thought. Was my bravado too much right here? Or, you know, it was a great song, but you went a little squeaky at the end of the last end of the court. Like, no, it just makes me so mad. Welcome back, Heartbreakers. I'm Amanda here with my co-hosts. I'm Madison. I'm Kelsey. I'm Juliana. On today's episode, we are sitting down for an author chat with SC Gray. Do you want me to call you Stephanie or do you want to be called SC or do you have a preference? I, it doesn't matter at this point. Okay, well, I'm not (laughs) going to call you SC this entire episode. So we are here with Stephanie Gray, (laughs) the author of Rules for Dating, a Bookshop Owner and In for the Long Haul. So... We're very excited to have you, Stephanie. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited. Um, Before we get into chatting with Stephanie, um, I know we literally just recorded like four days ago, but what has everyone been reading since then? Um, Jules. I was about to say, I started something new. Hold on, I'm going to pull up my Kindle app. Is it a spooky read, Jules? Did you have a nice nap the other night? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes, it was a lovely nap. I was... Um, very sleep deprived. So thank you very much for letting me get some rest. Appreciate it. Rec- I can't wait to listen to that one because I was barely there. We um, recorded a Halloween episode, episode, Stephanie, and Jules fell asleep halfway through no. and didn't get to <laughs> talk about her book. Like straight up on the floor, halfway. fell asleep. And like oh. we had to, we had, when we were all done and we finished recording, we had to like scream to get her to wake up. Like we were all saying her name and calling her and nothing was waking her up. And finally no. Kelsey just like screamed and she woke up. <laughs> I, I don't remember waking up. I just remember like the next morning or later on in the night or something I woke up and I had all my notifications were like a picture of me sleeping on the floor and I was like okay Kelsey literally screamed your name like got as close as she could get to that microphone and screamed (laughs) your name and you like popped up it was hilarious actually okay Jules what have you been reading okay so I started um I think it's just a duet but there may be another one but a series I don't know what the series name is Playing for Keeps, yes, Playing for Keeps. Um, I'm reading the first one that's called Consider Me by Becca Mack. It is a- Oh yeah, you texted us earlier. Yes, I texted y'all this morning about it. It is a hockey romance, which I love as always. And um, hockey, sports romance in general are very 50-50 for me because I feel like sometimes people don't do their research. Amanda, you know all about this. People don't do the research. And then I don't know a lot about sports, but I can tell when something is forced. Like when they're, I don't know, like when they don't know the right terminology and they're trying to really force it, like the sports aspect into it. I don't know how to explain it. You know what I mean, Amanda? Like, you know, you know how it is. There's one author that I read one of her books and she kept calling intermission um, halftime. And I literally Uh, have not read another one of her books since then. I steadfastly refuse because she has no idea what she's talking about. So (laughs) 
Gosh, that's so scary. <laughs> that would be you me. Feel like I'm not happy about it. And it's been a few years since I read this book. So, well, and I, and I'll never be one to claim that I know much about sports or anything. It's just, you can tell, you can feel that it's forced. This one is not like that at all. This one's very, very good. I, again, I don't know a lot about hockey, so I don't know if like stuff like that is in it, but you can read I'll it. I'll tell you. It. Yeah. Um, but the scenes are cute. The characters are so fun in it. I am loving these two characters and they, it's just really, it's, it's very it's good. Steamy, isn't it? Huh? It's steamy, isn't it? It is, it, but it's I not. I started it and I'm pretty sure that I read like the first, maybe like 10 pages or so. And I'm pretty sure it starts with a sex scene. So, well, it does, but it's okay. not with them. Well, yeah, it's, no, I realized that. Yeah. Yeah. But. yeah. It's just this random person. I was going to say that opening scene reminds me of the opening scene of, um, to love Jason Thorne, but it's not the opening scene. It's his first point of view. Well, it kind of gave me like Garrett Graham vibes too. Like it was very goes, much Garrett when he goes back to the house and like that girl is just waiting for him. So yeah, it was very much like that. And he okay. is just, it's so, so good though. But it's, I was a little worried it was gonna be cringy when I read the, um, like the synopsis or whatever, but it wasn't, it's been great. And I am currently, let me see what my I've been seeing it all over book Twitter lately. It's been, so. I, it just came up on my Kindle, like recommended front page of my app and I was like oh, okay I'll start this um I'm, I'm only 39% through and I'm I mean it's a long book so yeah I was gonna say isn't it over 400 pages yes it's like 450 I think anyway so I started that this morning I'm 180 pages in so I'm liking Please. it Kelsey what are you reading right now um so I finished in for the long haul and then um I finished the invisible life of Addie LaRue Finally. which your 13 to- minutes that you had left on Wednesday which yeah, means, what are you listening to now, Kelsey? Now I'm listening to A Court of Mist and Fury. It's fine. I know. I, honestly, though, I started listening to it. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this. Oh I my thought God. it was so bad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But I powered through and I actually really like it now. I, I don't, I don't love it. I'm so sorry. I don't love the graphic audio. Of you it. will. You will soon. Okay. I was, I, when I first started it, I was like, I'm unsure about this, but I'm unsure about all audiobooks at first. So it took but I really, probably the first five or six chapters, or maybe seven. Yeah. And I think that you guys are both, I mean, the three of us are used to traditional audio. Like we love audiobooks. So I think maybe the change is probably just something that you have to get used to. And also, Jules, speaking of chapter seven or wherever it really started, whatever like, that point is that's where the book also starts to get good so that makes yeah. a lot of sense to me yeah, yeah I that's like just where story. I after I really I, like the story yes well and when you'll get to a very significant moment into it like at the very beginning or the not a very significant you know what I mean the yeah, one I, line. I just love one line. so much and they <laughs> like, did mention the word heart start beating fast oh for crying out loud yeah because she <laughs> killed it they mentioned it and you said they wouldn't <laughs> so I wasn't happy about that Oh but God. um and then I'm also reading the co-op by Tara oh I'm reading that too I started that this morning but I had I was reading this other one too How it's is really it so good far? I like it a lot Thank she's you. a very very talented author Thank you um and did you know that Brit from a, I think it's the Tropic Bookworm or something like that book she closet. edited yeah that's it she edited Tara's book did you know that I do Mm-mm. not now I do I didn't I did. I'm really excited now. Um, Yeah, we chatted about it a little bit this morning. Um, 
Amanda, what are you reading since you always go last? Wow, I never get asked before the last one. Well, um, let's see. Wednesday, I was talking about my Sophie Lark deep dive, which I am still doing. So I think when we talked last, I had just finished the second book, was starting the third, and now I'm halfway through the fourth in this Brutal Birthright series. And that's literally all I have been reading. Um, I'm about to start the audio of The Love Hypothesis, though. So Ooh, I wanna, I finally, I know you guys are so proud of me. What was it? The Tessa Dare the other day? Yeah, which I yeah. downloaded on audio, but then the love hypothesis became available literally right after. And so I texted her and I was like, um, actually, mm-hmm. I'm starting this now. And she was like, OK, please. Okay. So, oh, it's so good. I'm so excited to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I mean, sure. gosh, the hype around it. I'm terrified that it's not going to live up to the hype. I'm genuinely. Yeah, scared. I'd be. Yeah, because I've, I've put off reading it for so long at this point that it's like if I start reading this book and I absolutely hate it, I'm going to die. So I get that. Yeah, I'm going to stop talking about it. All right, Mads, what have you been reading? So I told you guys on Wednesday or whenever we recorded that I read that um, very embarrassing Highland book. Um, But then I was really on a deep dive and I wanted to read some more, which I I listened to Stuck on You, the second Allie Hazelwood Steminist novella um, after that. And I finished that that day. And I told you guys about that. And then I read a Tessa Dare book called When the Scott Ties the Knot. And it was very, very good. I was like, I'm here for this. She's really good, which I knew I knew she had to be because literally everybody talks about how great her books are, but I'd never read any. Um, and then I tried two other like take place in the Highland books and neither of them were working for me. I texted you guys about one of them because it was it was bad. Oh, that was the super cringy one that you were like, this is awful. Yeah, no, it was no, bad. It, cringy. it was a uh, abusive, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was bad. Yikes. Um, it, it was supposed to be like enemies to lovers, but he was like, and also like Stockholm syndrome. I was not expecting it when I went into it. Um, but it was like her captor and he, he was like beating her. And I was like, how are they supposed to fall in love? Also, he was like, he spanked her in a non-sexual yeah, way. That's how we had that conversation. Yes. Um, after she tried to run away. I remember. But then like a few minutes later, he was like, oh, the feeling of her firm buttocks. And I was like, no, absolutely. Like, I, I ended it there. That's, I was where like, you, I can't. Yeah, that's where you tapped out. It got like, such good reviews. I'm so confused. Yeah. Wait, what it was, was the like, name of that one again? Did you send it to us? I did, but I don't remember what it was, but it had like over 50,000 reviews and it was like four point something. And I was like, who is reading this book and saying, this is okay. It was scaring me. Um, people that like dark romance probably. Yeah, I guess maybe I was, that was just not what I was expecting going into it. I was expecting just another like Highland romance, you know, in Scotland with all of the Scotland aesthetic. And then I got that. Um, but anyway, so then I was like less spanking, more kilts. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> no spanking is perfectly fine. Yeah, I, exactly. I wasn't wanting any spanking. Um, and <laughs> I, 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 I don't think just, that's too much to ask, quite frankly. <laughs> it really wasn't. I was like, you know, he doesn't need to beat her before they fall in love. You yeah. know, that's normally a prerequisite for me. That feels um, fair. 
And then, so I, I went back to Tessa Dare because I was like, you know what? I liked her. Who cares about Scotland? I'll just read one of her other books because she only writes, I mean, she only has the one Scotland book and the rest are England. So I started the Duchess deal, which was the first in the girl meets Duke series. Very good. Loved it. Read it super quickly. Then I read the second one, loved it. And then now I'm on the third one. And I think there's four. I think the one that you told us about was the, when the Scott ties in on, that was the third one, right? That's, that's not in the same series. Oh, that's, that's the spanking one. No, no. I read that. I was like, why would you recommend this to me? I downloaded it. No, this was, she, she has multiple series. So that's her castles ever after series. And it's number three. I only read it because I was trying to look for a Scotland book. Gotcha. Um, but after I finished this Duke series of hers, I think I'll go back and read the castles ever after series because I've actually, that's uh, not chasing Cassandra. That's, that's Lisa Clavis, but she has one in there that has like a girl in a red dress on the cover. And I see that book everywhere, but that's in the castles ever after series. So I think I'll go back and read those. Basically I've been reading Tessa Dare. Everyone should read her. She's really fantastic. Stephanie, what have you been reading? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well so I guess for the past like year I haven't really been reading much because I've been reading my book over and over and over again and I'm thanking God that's over um amen I feel that we all feel that I mean I have had to read that book you know 300 times so I'm like over it um I started last night a historical fiction novel that's going to come out soon called beyond that the sea and I think it's about I don't really know what it's about I think it's like world war ii and this couple know that they're about like their town's about to get bombed so they send their daughter on a ship to America to live with like this random American family and she I think it's like dual timelines where it shows like her in the 40s and then coming home and the effect I think of her parents shipping her off that's all I've gotten so far I'm not that far in but it's really good I, I love dual timelines me too I do too that sounds really good Amy, it does sound good that sounds right up my alley it's very good so far I love it I like the writing writing who's it by I don't know <laughs> <laughs> let me let me pop. you have an ARC of it is that what you said yeah Saladon oh, nice. sent it to me um I'm like, yay, I get to finally read a book that was not written by me. Laura Spence Ash wrote it. Yes, I completely understand because I need to do my like final last lead through read through of just between us. And I've just been putting it off because I don't want to have to read it again. I've read it so many times already. Girl, I've gotten so many pre-orders of your book. Really? Yeah. Stephanie, do you do you use Atticus to format your books? I pay someone to do my formatting, so I don't know what they use. Okay. I did that one. I can fix that. And I'm starting to wish I did it with baggage claim because I'm getting irritated. Yeah. Did you end up doing, you haven't tried it yet? I haven't got to yet. No, I've been working all day. I really think that might be it because I've never copied and pasted a book into there. I've always uploaded it from the document. Yeah. Um, See, but I did it the way Jules did it, and I didn't have any issues with it. I am so uh, irritated with I it. Copied I copied and pasted it chapter by chapter, so because I did a final read through as I formatted. Hey, oh, Stella, 
Fair I don't know then, but hopefully that will fix it. Mm-hmm. If not, I mean, their, their customer service is really good. Like they, they've been wonderful. And even like, if I didn't answer them, they'd message me days later. It'd be like, did it work? Like, cause one time they told me when they told me to change the chapter title pictures, like to the right formatting, I didn't answer for a couple days because it was like, I, I don't know. I guess I just forgot to reply to their email. And the girl messaged me back and was like, just, or like, she like double emailed me and was like, I just want to make sure, like, did you get it figured out? Do you have any more questions? Like, are you okay? And I was like, oh my gosh, so nice. She didn't ask me if I was okay. Wait, these are the Atticus people? Yeah. yeah. But when I, so nice. they great. I had a question for them when it was coming, when it was, when I was uploading it to book funnel and everything was getting messed up and I emailed them and they emailed me back and like a solution, but I'd already figured it out. And so when they emailed me back, I was like, oh, I actually already figured it out. And they were like, will you mind, like, would you mind telling us what you did to fix it in case anyone has oh. that problem in the future? So I like gave her step-by-step cool. step of everything I did. So that's really like nice. Um, all I know is that I'm going to have to come stay with somebody <laughs> for him at this next book. I told you I would do it for you. Because what I was doing in the end, I was like, this isn't for me. <laughs> this isn't for me. This is not for me. I told you I would do it for you. I would pay you to do it. You don't it have for to me. pay me. I will just do it. Sorry. I love you. I love you. <laughs> well, well, I mean, the first thing on here. What's is your author journey? Tell us about yourself. Yes. That's first. Stephanie, thing. tell us about yourself. So, Stephanie, we would oh, love it if you told us about yourself. Okay. Can't wait. I'm just kidding. I really hate talking about myself. Isn't that me too. So do all um, of us. I okay so this is my second book um I've been writing books for two years now um and my first book came out last year rules for dating a bookshop owner then I spent my whole last year writing in for the long haul um and yeah so I've had I what my one of my full-time jobs is working in mental health I supervise a mental health clinic and mm-hmm. then I also own um, a bookshop online um, Porter Company bookshop and then I also own um, book Porter like a book sleeve line so yeah that's those are my things <laughs> yeah so what prompted you to write rules well or just start writing in general I obviously you were a reader before, but yeah, I was a reader so long those days. Um, I, I don't know, like at the beginning of last year, me and my husband were going through some tough things with him mentally. And I really wanted to start like documenting and kind of sharing our story. And I've always wanted to write a book, but I always thought my first book would be a nonfiction, like memoir type deal. And it kind of just became this like fiction rom-com type thing. And then once I finished that, I was like, oh, I kind of really like writing a book. So I did it again. And yeah. Yeah, I remember when we did book club and you were on there you talked about how rules was kind of like based on you and your husband's relationship right yes what you said so is in for the long haul still kind of based on that or did you go more fiction on that one um the only thing that's really fiction about their relationship and I don't want to like ruin it 
but at I guess like at the toward the end when the whole mm-hmm. something happens, my husband can't do that again. Like he has been medically retired from the military and he can't ever go back. So that was something that just kind of happened. I didn't that I that's not real at all in our life, but um the whole like my husband's a firefighter he was a marine and he became a firefighter years after he um retired from the military so a lot of the book still is really coming from like real life events and real feelings that I'm feeling as I'm writing and I feel like that's one of the only ways I really know how to write is putting into the book things that are going on in my life. And so there is a lot of the book that is still pretty real, the second one. This might sound like a silly question and I'm gonna try to ask it in a way that like doesn't give away any spoilers. But so like what happens in the book? I I'm, I don't very little about the military. I, I wanna lo- learn more because um, my husband's side of the family is a military family and um, it's very interesting to me but I didn't like so that can happen like you can I don't know how to ask it without giving it away so that's do you mean people getting out of the military and going and still working with the military yes that's exactly yeah I have a lot of friends we have a lot of friends that do that now okay Um, they're contractors so they Mm -hmm. they basically take contracts with the government and go and work in their own private business like I have a ton of friends who've created their own contracting companies and they Mm -hmm. take jobs through the military and the military pays them like they would pay any private business that they're working my husband used to um work for a company that did that like he was he was an employee of like a government contract even though he was never like in the military and all that so yeah yeah he's done i didn't know that you could do that that's really interesting one of my brother-in-law's best friend is currently overseas as a civilian contractor right now so i have a lot of family members that have done it and a lot of friends that have done it. Um, I have a lot of friends that have been really successful at it too. Like Colton make makes stupid good money. money. Stupid good money. Um, it's almost better to do it that way than mm-hmm. do it in the military because you are your own boss and you yep. can pick whatever you want to do or not do. So yeah, that is a thing. That was new for me. I didn't know that. I love that. I, I can share a little bit of knowledge. <laughs> a little. Yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah. I've never, I guess that would probably be very, very common too, where you are from, right? Yeah, I live in a military town still. And there are a lot of people that get out and kind of whenever they're like trying to transition back into the real world, they kind of don't know how to. And that's one of the options. There's a lot of people that hire people straight out of the military to join their firms so that's like a real thing around here for for sure so my question was um what initially prompted you to self-publish oh gee that's what I was gonna ask next I think (laughs) based on the lifestyle that I'm living right now like I'm so busy doing so much and I kind of needed, I wanted, I knew I wanted to be a writer, but I didn't want to pursue, I guess, traditional for many reasons. Number one, I 
I wanted to be able to do things on my own time. I wanted, I know this sounds so ridiculous now, but when I first started writing, I was like, I want to be able to choose my front cover. Like I want to be oh my able, gosh, yes. I wanted to be able to, I, I thought that with today's climate, there were some things in my books that people in traditional publishing would have wanted me to change. And I did not want that. And I wanted to have a say in everything that I was writing and no one else. Like I didn't want anyone else to influence the things that I was writing. Um, and I have a lot of traditionally published author friends and there are a lot of pros obviously, but some of the pros that they were telling me weren't things that really interest me. Like I don't, there's just some things that I just don't actually want to do. Like I don't want to be any busier than I am right now. And I wanted to be able to still run my bookshop and I still want to be able to work in the clinic. And I just felt like going traditional, I would have had to make writing my full-time like sole priority. And that's just not where I'm at right now. Um, I also know of a lot of traditionally published authors that don't make as much money as you would think that they do. Yeah. And Sometimes self-publishing authors, if you do it right and you stick with it, five, six books from now, we could all be in a very big mm -hmm. on our own. Yeah. And so those are just things that I kind of look forward to. I love being able to say that I, the success that I have now, I did that without a big publishing house. Like I feel really good about that. I um, feel like the door for indie publishing too opens wider like every day the freedom of indie publishing is unmatched if you ask what I mean like now indie authors can be in Barnes and Noble and we can be I mean I feel like I don't know uh, well I just and love the thing all the is opportunities that we have the hardest thing about self-publishing is doing all of it yourself but like if you start doing well enough I mean you can really contract out a lot of the more time-consuming things like formatting and cover design and I literally all of those do not do anything but write and it's amazing. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds like my kind of I, <laughs> yeah, set up. I can't make a cover. I Who did your cover? Because I love it. Um, her name is Lauren. She she owns a ready design in our like hometown. And she like every big business in our hometown, like hundreds of businesses use her to make their like business logos and stuff. And um, like two years ago, I was like, would you ever consider doing a like a book cover? Because I just love her work. And she was like, I've never done anything like that before, but let me try. And when she designed the rules book cover, I was like, oh my God, you're gonna do every single book cover for me for the rest of my life. Like I'm so obsessed with you. Actually perfect. Like it really is. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. I love her. So, so cute. Um so yeah. I have another question. Can I ask another question? Am I hogging it? No, go for it. Okay. So the way you describe your bookstore in your novels, if you were to open up a bookstore in real life, is that what you would want? 100 percent Yes. And I keep these little things um, journaled away because like I even have, like I have the person who helped design our home. Um, I've like briefly talked to him about someday 
building me like doing the whole blueprint and everything of like a cute two-story little building that was brick and had all of these like old vintage things and bookshelves and all of this all of the things so yeah I I keep all of those notes because one day I will it will happen the way you described it I was able to just picture it so perfectly and I'm like I want to go here (laughs) yes I actually thought this year might be the year I bite I bite the bullet and go and like because I I was like going out looking for spaces and I found the cutest old brick building and I was like oh my god this is like I was like I I messaged my husband I was like I think I'm gonna buy this building and he was like uh yeah no we're not (laughs) doing it yet but maybe in like a year or two we'll see that would be so fun just like our next girl's trip can be down that way and we can go visit her bookstore there we go (laughs) i would die one day Uh, i had a oh oh, sorry go ahead no you go ahead uh i was just gonna ask so we asked this i think on most of our author interviews but this is kind of like off topic but when it comes to plotting are you more of like a pantser or a plotter or a I go, yeah, I go into the book kind of knowing what's going to happen, but I definitely write by the seat of my pants. I never really, I mean, it's just so hard. I, I like applaud people who can outline and think it all Be the creative yeah. people who can stick to it. That's who, I, cause I mean, I'll plot and then I don't stick to See, it. That's <laughs> my problem too, is I'll plot and then just it goes, it goes out the window. Yeah. Do you use anything like save the cat or anything like that? Or do you just kind of free ball it? Yeah. I definitely, I definitely free ball it. That (laughs) is exactly what I do. I actually keep little notes in like reminders or like notes, actual like Google notes. It's so ridiculous, but like I'll be driving down the road and I'll think to myself that has to go into the book. And so I'll like use Siri to like put it into the notes and then I'll right. come back to it like girl a- if you're ridiculous then all of us are because yeah, we I, all. Have, I, I have literally, literally like six different notes on my phone that I say too. JBU add this more than and that I'm like me. it's not oh, all yeah, in one like note 15. I just have I just, to scroll through and look through them I, just, I was on a five five and a half hour road trip last weekend by myself driving just like writing my sections of my book while I was driving so yeah. in my notes on my phone Yeah. I mean, you have to, because I'll be, I'll like literally be sleeping in the middle of the night and I'll wake up and something like just mind blowing will wake me up out of my sleep. And I'll be like, I have to write that down right now. And it's like, it drives (laughs) me crazy, but I'm like, when I wake up in the morning, I will not remember what Mm -hmm. that was. So I have to like, if I think it, I have to like jot it down somewhere or else I will forget it. Where do you find time in your day to write when do you when do you typically well (laughs) that's a good question hey (laughs) um I I hope my boss doesn't hear this but sometimes I write when I'm pretending to work at the clinic um (laughs) no I'm joking um every once in a while during lunch breaks I will actually have to be like okay for my 30 minute lunch break I have to I have like 30 minutes to write something Um, otherwise I will wake up super early in the morning before my kids wake up or I like Fridays I'm off and my kids are at school. 
So I write on Fridays, like most of In for the Long Haul was written on a Friday. I had another question I was going to ask, but I don't remember it now. Oh, what are your plans next? Well, I am about to, well, I already started almost a year ago writing my first nonfiction book, like memoir called Simple Happy. And it's basically just a book about all of these little things that I've learned throughout my life um, that have all contributed to like how I find simple happiness in my life versus these big like elaborate ways of people thinking that you can get happiness um I don't know if that makes any sense but uh, no I love that uh, I would pay stupid money for that (laughs) (laughs) started like a year ago and I'm gonna start working more on that December and that'll release next summer I think but it's really just like a little short guide on how to kind of just take it remember to take advantage of the little things because it's really the little things we find our happiness I think like these past two years have been like the most successful in my life but have also been really hard for many many reasons recently especially and so I think like I've got a lot of like in my little notes and my reminders I have a lot of little bullets on um, things that I can talk about that were really hard this year and how to like kind of come out of hard things to find like simple happy do you think that your um, same cover designer will do the cover for this one? Yes, she for sure will. We're already talking about it. Um, it'll be very different, obviously, from the first two books that I did, but I don't know. We'll see. Do you think you'll write another fiction book in the future? So I, I, know, I already have two very different books that I'm going to write. And then I have, um, I have a children's book that I've already started discussing with my editor and the cover designer. We have, I have the plot and everything for it. I just have to write like 30 pages of this children's book, but I'm really, really excited about that. Um, can I tell you a little bit about it? It's Absolutely. Really cool. So <laughs> my husband actually came up with the idea and we're supposed to write it together. I don't know if that will happen, but I'll write it one way or another but it's about this like little alligator that eats your feelings and parents can read it to their kids and look at Juliana what I said Juliana she's like obsessed with this already (laughs) I like I have wanted to write a children's book since I was a child I love this so much my husband and I also say we're going to write a children's book we joke about it all the time because he'll walk around the house and I think I've sent them a video before maybe I haven't but I have videos of Justin walk around the house with like little stuffed animals like making songs and like lyrics for like sailor and it cracks me up and I'm like one day we're gonna write a children's book I swear yes yeah so my husband was like let's I there was this period of time where it was like very bad for my husband and he went through a lot of things and he was like you know I wish that 
there were an alligator that could just eat my feelings so that literally I wouldn't have to like tell anyone the feelings that the alligator would just eat them up for me. And it's basically just like parents being able to read their kids and maybe their kids will say something to the alligator that they maybe typically wouldn't say to their parents, but they'll tell the alligator and then the alligator will just eat it for them. Oh I love that. You, so I want to buy it. I know. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I I don't know what's gonna come of it, but I'm like, okay, that's so cute, and I'll give him the credit. But I'm gonna write it for sure. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks. That's really cute. I had um, a question on Instagram that somebody wants to ask you. It's from May underscore Modelo, and they wanted to know what was the hardest part of writing this book? <laughs> Finishing it. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Um, the last two months of my life have been really hard, and finishing this book was like, like it really almost felt like I couldn't, and I finally did, and I just like closed it, and I was like, God, I never... I just, I just wanted to be done with it. Honestly, I know I that lady's asking that question too. <laughs> I've, I've just, it's been a really hard last couple of months. So, um, I, we've, got, my husband and I have gone through a lot lately, and it, we've had a lot of um, loss and a lot of stuff happen lately. And just finishing the book, it just like couldn't have come at a better time because I feel like if. I weren't so close to finishing the book, I may not have written it. Like if this, all the stuff I've been going through lately would have happened like in the middle of the book, I probably would not have had the energy to finish it. But when stuff started happening, the book was pretty much done. So I just like wrapped it up and just like closed the book and left it alone. But it was really hard writing writing the end of the book. Writing, finishing a book is hard like to begin with but to be going through something personally like I can't yeah. imagine how hard that would have been yeah bye Jules bye Jules bye. Bye. sorry guys I have to go get sailor bye. I had limited time today so it was so great talking to you all it was good talking to you it'll be fun to listen to this later because I've missed out on the last two podcasts so <laughs> give sailor a hug for me I sure will. I'm going to text y'all some pictures, of course. All right. I can't wait slides off. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. So do you have any other, I know you said you have a lot that you do, Um, but do you have any other like bookish type projects other than writing and anything like fun like that coming up? Oh my gosh. Um, Nothing really new yet besides the books. Um, I know there are a lot of new partnerships that I've, I've been working on. I think this entire year has been <clears throat> a lot of the focus I've put with the bookshop has been toward indie authors and bringing more light to new indie authors um, and just trying to source people out so that they could come into the shop and have a place to sell books other than Amazon. I have maybe 10 new authors coming in soon so i still have to email you for ftbn otl there's so many there's so many great authors out there that 
I have yet, a lot of people have yet to find out about. And I felt like the shop was, I have so many great customers throughout the entire country. I ship all over the world. And there's so many people who are so eager to support indie authors that I've put a lot of my focus into that these last several months. Um, instead of trying to do like flash book sales, which my God, my entire storage is full of books that I need to like list and sell. But I'm like, but I have so many cool indie authors that I could sell first. So I don't know. I'm still just like kind of a one-man show. I mean, I have like a couple employees, but they don't do any of like the book stuff for me. So it's a lot of work, but so I, I like it though, because I get to work at my own pace. I get to do um, everything that I want to do it in my own time. So, yeah. Are you doing anything fun for in for the long haul? Like any, I know you're doing a signing with Kelsey. Are you doing anything else like that? Well, I had like a 12 city book tour, um, planned out and booked. And I decided to postpone that until, um, the spring because I just have so much going on right now. I just, I couldn't do it. Like I can't be gone every weekend right now. So I'm going to postpone that until the spring or maybe like more toward the summer. And I can mm -hmm. do like a combination of my next book within for the long haul. Um, but yeah, I'm just doing the book signing with Kelsey, which I'm so excited about. Like I cannot wait to do it. Can't wait either. Um, I'm so excited to, I've only ever been to, um, do you guys say topsail or tops? Yeah. Okay. I've only ever been there once. So I'm really excited. And we were only there for like maybe like an hour. What were you doing there for an hour? Um, we, my husband and I were just down that way and we decided to, which he had been there before because he grew up in um, Jacksonville, but I had never seen it. And so I was like, can you just like take me and like, let me walk on the beach for a little bit? And he was like, yeah. So um, I'm excited to spend some more time there. Yeah, it's really nice. The shop that we're doing it in is Inlet Blue, and the girls that own the shop, they're just the sweetest ladies ever. They're just so kind and so sweet, so. I follow them on Instagram, and I want to buy everything that they post. <laughs> I literally go into the red when I do book signings there, because I'm like, I go out, and I like buy all the things, and then I make a pile, and then I sign some books, and then I add to my pile, and then I literally leave there, like, owing the store money instead of them owing me money for all the books that I just sold. I'm really excited that we're going before um, Christmas, so I can do a little bit of Christmas shopping. Oh, I'm, excited. I'm so excited. Who wants to do their would you oh, rather? Yes, like someone do me. would you rather. I'm going to try to find one. Me. Ready? Yes. Okay. Would you rather... Find out your best friend hates your favorite book or share a favorite book with your worst enemy. Share a favorite book with your worst enemy. <laughs> um, I think best friend. Same. I'd really rather not. I don't know that I have a worst enemy, but if I did, I'd really rather not talk to them. I so. would be crushed if you all hated like the Peachtree Bluff series or something. That would destroy me. Yeah, but I. I haven't even read it. So. I'm kind of petty. So I feel like if someone I really didn't like like loved a book that I liked I'd be like do I like it as much anymore <laughs> true um I'm trying to look for one that was a good one Amanda did you think of that or did you No, I it? pulled it from Google oh okay 
I actually found this list. And as I was scrolling through it, I, I saw a couple of your previous ones on it. So. Um, oh, okay. Would you rather read a book with a cliffhanger ending or a heartbreaker ending? Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Ending. Heartbreaker. Or heartbreaker. It's just like any Nicholas Sparks book. That's true. Heartbreaking for sure. Yeah. Sometimes I like to, sometimes I like to get in my feels and have my heart broken. That's so hard for me. Maybe heartbreaking. It just takes me so long to get out of a funk when I read like a, a sad book. So long. I was actually, you guys know that I don't listen to a ton of music because my music tastes are very small. Um, yeah, like I, literally three people, the same three people. Um, no, I like any moody British man. Okay, that's uh, basically three people. No, there's so many. But I was talking to Jess the other day and I was like, you know. It's Sharan. That's the only one I can It's Sharan. Sharan? Sharan. Did you actually just say that out loud? He was our wedding. Our wedding um, and you don't even know how to pronounce his name. No, I don't. Apparently. What, what Ed Sheeran song did you guys dance to? Ed Persephone. <laughs> yeah, never forget that either. Miss Persephone. Persephone. Who would have ever thought and Persephone was Persephone? Literally no Whatever. one. Everybody <laughs> thinks that because that's what it is. <laughs> um, oh, hi. But I was telling Josh the other day, I was like, I think the reason that I can't listen to that much music is because I only listen to sad British men singing about heartbreak and I get so like in my feels about it that like I can't listen to it for that long or else I would just be going through life in like such a melancholy sad mood like romanticizing everything I'd be like the falling leaves are like my tears after this heartbreak that I had (laughs) so I can't (laughs) or I would never come out of like a deep depression so I worry about you um, I tend to romanticize things in life. So I have to like read happy books because then I romanticize everything in like a happy way. But if I'm reading sad things and listening to sad music, I'm like, the world is ending. I'll never be happy again. I get that. Like it's yeah. raining outside and you're just like looking at the Oh way. yeah. No, like, like, you know, the beginning of, um, oh, dang it. What's the, what's the Miley and Liam movie? The last song, yes. you know? At the beginning, when she's like got her head on the window and she's listening to her sad music and looking out the window, I was like, I, this is a moment. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how many windows I leaned against and listened to sad music. <laughs> After that, I was like, <laughs> I can just see like little Madison as a kid and her like, she probably does it as an adult car. too. Let's be real. <laughs> do it as an adult that's what I'm saying still anytime I'm feeling like you know in my feels I'm like up against the window listening to sad music with my headphones and what's the song from that movie I want to say it's the climb but that's from the (laughs) I was gonna sing it for you all but I literally cannot it's too bad that that I can't think of it because now you guys don't get to hear my beautiful voice singing that hold on because I will tell you It's really bothering me that I can't remember. It's when I look at you. It's the one at the end is when I look at you. I see forgiveness. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
Lord save us. Oh, yeah. And she's like playing on a piano you? out at the end of a pier. Yeah. No, I also, I don't know if you guys watched the music video for that one, but yeah, she's really, she's, yeah, she's like sitting at a piano on the beach and her hair is like blowing. And I was like, just imagine high school Madison <laughs> recreating that in her room. <laughs> I have like, I have a specific memory of like sitting at my grandparents' house, like in high school, like singing, like belting out to that song while I was getting ready um, to go out on the town. And you, you bet your bottom dollar. I curled my hair just like that and went out and I was like, I am Miley. Where is my Liam? But well, yeah, she's not together anymore. One so. of Liam after that movie came out, though, they're not even together Ooh. anymore either. So I'm not convinced that they won't get back together, though. I mean, it's it's been like ten years of on and off. So, um, but this time they were married and got a divorce, so that's different. <laughs> I did not know that they were married. There are many a second chance books written just like that. But am I Name the only one. one who thinks that like they were never a good match? Because he seems so stable. I mean, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's really no other way to put it uh i mean yeah he seems like very normal and beautiful man i was really rooting for them though when i found out they got they're getting divorced like i was crushed actually uh, eh. <laughs> also, like i didn't know they were married this is news to me i'm not a big miley fan I'm not a big recent Miley fan. Mm, I was never really a big Miley fan. But like I grew up on her old stuff, obviously. So um, you mean to tell me, Kelsey, that you never put on jean shorts and cowboy boots and stomped around singing party in the USA? I mean, we do that in West Virginia anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Fair I enough. mean, like we did that before Hannah Montana came out. Anyways, so. We didn't go off on any Sarah J. Moss tangents today either. Which oh, is honey, there's still time. And you know what? We haven't discussed our favorite patron. Kathy, Kathy Bates. Bates. Yeah. Our um, BFF Kathy. Number one Heartbreakers fan. I bet she was our thousandth listen. She probably was. <laughs> probably so. Yeah. All right. Well, it was so fun getting together it with was. you all. So next week on the pod, we will be having Tara DeWitt on to talk about her author journey and um, her latest release, The Co-op, which we're all reading right now and absolutely loving. So stay tuned for that. And then we've also got some other fun stuff planned in November, and we uh, can't wait to share it all with you guys. Um, If you've enjoyed this episode or any of our other ones, please rate and review us that is correct only if it's a good review yeah yeah don't leave us bad reviews because that's just a little bit of a dickish move we are Um, fragile people so rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform follow us on all of the socials if you don't know what they are okay fine um i was gonna say just figure it out but that's mean so um it's really hea's and heartbreaks.pod on Instagram. And, and then TikTok. just go there because we have 
we have the links to everything else on there. Yep. And we have um, merch now. We have merch. Yes, we do. We finally got our logo from Sam. The and cutest damn logo you've ever seen in your entire life. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I don't want to toot our own horns because we did absolutely nothing. Um, but I will say that it is the cutest logo that has ever been made um, in the history of all logos. Who doesn't want to drink their coffee with our faces on it in the morning? Yeah. You yeah. know what we did? We did do a lot of work. We existed to create that logo. Yeah. And we looked pretty beautiful doing it. You know, we look fabulous. Samantha absolutely crushed it. Yes. And it's got um, pancakes on it. Yes. Oh, and we, so we have our logo, we have merch, go buy some so we can make some money. Please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right now, uh, I think we're um, not even at $4. So if you could help us out, well, we don't um, make any money doing this podcast. It's all for you guys. So that's not a lie either. We make exactly zero dollars putting this podcast on every week. I don't know why we're a great time. We are. I don't know we have why amazing reach. I mean, we we've had a thousand listens already. I don't know why Little Debbie deal. or Kathy Bates or Dippin' Dots. Why have none of them come forward? Right. This? It's ridiculous. It's fine. When we're big and they ask to work with us, I'm still gonna say yes. <laughs> but. <laughs> But you're gonna, I'm gonna think about it. But I'm gonna think about hours. it first. <laughs> um, but yes, do all that stuff. We have descended into chaos once again. I have a would you rather for all of our listeners. Would you rather <laughs> listen to an episode of ATAs and Heartbreaks or be sad? <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer to that question. I would well, rather depends be on sad. what kind of it depends on what kind of music I've been listening to. You know, I'm kidding. I'm the one that edits our episodes. Of course, I listen to them. It depends on what kind of music I'm listening to. Um, I mean, it's like screw this. I'm being I'm sad. Out. It's been great. Have fun. Have fun finding somebody to replace me in the logo. Although yesterday, Madison did say I am done with the pod verbatim. She really did. did, didn't she? She did. I did. Oh, I shit. was done with everything bookish yesterday. Um, I really, I Casual felt like. Reminder that authors are fragile. Keep that in mind. And on that positive note, we'll see you all next week. See you next time, Heartbreakers. Scoot <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> That's our music for you guys. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah, that. You don't music. have to put it in there, Amanda. Oh, I know. It's great. <laughs> the music is the best, isn't it? It really is. It gets me so hyped every time. <laughs>